Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is up, Steelers Nation? Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Thank you so much for jumping on to another episode of All Steelers Talk. I'm Noah Streckbein, joined always by my main man, Stephen Thompson. Find us on YouTube.com slash All Steelers Talk or subscribe anywhere you get your podcast. Mason Rudolph saved the holidays and maybe the season for the Pittsburgh Steelers. George Pickens, man, you want to quiet the haters you go do what George Pickens did in the Pittsburgh Steelers playoff hopes. Maybe they uh, rose a little bit. We'll dive into all of it. Some crushing injuries, some major wins, and uh, a team that finally found some life on both sides of the football in week 16 against the Cincinnati Bengals. I mean, first off, my man, Merry Christmas. How are we feeling? Merry Christmas. Uh, feeling good. Feeling good. I feel like I'm still in shock. Like, I, I really don't know what I just watched like I mean you only have to go back to like look at my score prediction from the from before from our last episode to True. know that I did not see this coming in the slightest like at all like I maybe could have told you that Jake Browning would throw multiple interceptions I didn't tell you that Mason Rudolph would throw for damn near 300 yards two touchdowns <laughs> I didn't tell you George I couldn't have told you George Pickens would have the time, kind of game he had I just yes you know I'm going through my notes like thinking I'm watching that game first of all in shock but then I'm going through my notes thinking like Oh yeah, that happened too. And this different thing, like there were just so many moments where I felt like, you know, this uh, like just up and down the roster, different guys gave you such incredible moments that you felt like, man, that was exemplifying, you know, this win that exemplified this win. That was like a huge part of it. It was, it was a really fun game to watch. And just like, you know, I, I heard people in the post game press conferences using the word cathartic a lot. And I, that that's really what it seemed like it was. Yeah. A hundred percent. This was, I don't know. There was just something about it. I wanted to ask everybody after the game. I did ask a couple of players just like, you know, how fun was this? How was this? This felt like the first game, even in the press box. I, I kept saying it to Chris Carter, who sits next to me. Dude, this is fun. Like, this is this is a good time. This is a good football game to watch. Like, this is the first time all season where you're sitting here. There's no panic button. There's no stress. It's just an enjoyable time. I had a couple of buddies who were at the game, and they were texting me beforehand. They texted me the night before like midnight they're like i said screw it and bought some tickets to this game we'll see what happens you know hopefully mason rudolph doesn't throw 10 interceptions and i'm like yeah well, best of luck you know and then they were texting me through it and they're like oh my god i can't believe this and i was like dude this is this is the best game you could have picked ever and it was thanks to george pickens like you said thanks to mason rudolph thanks to eric rowe and patrick peterson playing safety i mean some major names that you would never expect to create the dominance 
that the Pittsburgh Steelers came up with. Obviously, we got to start with Mason Rudolph, star of the show, guy who first starts since 2021, first time in three years that he had a full week's worth of practice to prepare and be ready to go for a football game, walks out there, completes, what's the number? 17 of 27 passes, 290 yards, two touchdowns. At the end of the first quarter, he had 130 yards and a perfect passer rating on top of a touchdown. Second play of the game goes 86 yards to George Pickens. I mean, Mason Rudolph, man, this was the best showing that the Pittsburgh Steelers have seen a quarterback all season, I believe. You're watching that game. What are your thoughts? How how hyped, how into Mason Rudolph are you during this one? Well, I think the first thing I thought was just kind of good for Mason Rudolph. I think this is, yes. you know, people who've watched this show for going back to, you know, when I started doing this with you a, a year and a half ago. Um, like we always kind of felt like Mason got a little bit of a raw deal. I mean, it's, it's yep. you know, it's all relative given that the guy was making, you know, six figures to a million dollars while he was doing it or to $3 million while he was doing it. But yeah. like, you just never felt like he got a real fair shake. Uh, and this time he, he finally gets an opportunity and, he made the absolute most of it. Um, he was everything that, you know, his biggest supporters said that he could be. He was accurate on the deep ball. He made good decisions. He was surprisingly mobile. Like there were yes. a couple times where he slid around in the pocket to like create some more time for himself, threw at a funky arm angle to to get a completion off. He was he was just smart and accurate and and confident. And he was just it, it was just a good story. I mean, like forget forget what's going to happen next week. Forget about the playoff odds. Forget about literally everything else surrounding this team you you remove the you know you kind of remove all the rest of those circumstances and you just watch a guy who had his back against the wall a guy who said in his post-game press conference i i didn't know if i was going to go have i have to go back to like selling insurance or whatever or or something or selling retail like uh, he he felt like he had one shot uh, he had one more shot and and he made the absolute most of it and that is just that's why you watch football that's why you watch sports that's why that's why you do anything in life is just to to see stories like this. So I think that was my first thought. And then I don't know, like this, like you alluded to, this was the best quarterback showing the Pittsburgh Steelers have had all season, full, like full stop. Like n- no one on this roster has played a better game than Mason Rudolph did, did just now. And I, I think you're only left with the, with the thought of like, why, why not ride the hot hand? I mean, yes. You're you're back against the wall anyway. Like your your playoff odds are dwindling. Like you don't have time to test this out. You know, like assuming Kenny Pickett's back healthy, I don't think you can afford to really. I don't know. I I, I just don't think you can afford to go anywhere else. I think it's got to be Mason Rudolph until he shows you that this this isn't who he is. You know, because right now this is this is who he is, and he in in one start with the same supporting cast. We've kind of had the same common denominators except for the yep. quarterbacks and and Mason I think deserves at the very least a shot to start next week yeah I agree from from start to finish of that I agree a hundred percent Mason Rudolph this is the story you were looking for you know you we we've said it time and time again Mason kind of getting screwed over by the Pittsburgh Steelers they're doing everything in their power to give up on this guy and to move on from this guy nobody signs him in free agency he comes back he sits around all season. Mitch stinks. Like, let's be honest. Mitch Mitch has bad performance, steps in, has bad performance. The Steelers are like, nope, that's our guy. That's our number two. That's who we're sticking with. He gets benched. Mason comes in here, does what Mason Rudolph does. And that was, I mean, it was awesome. Like, it was great to see. It was the energy of it. 
that at one point everybody was singing Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer like yeah. in the stadium. It was it, that was like that was a moment that was crazy. I'm glad he got to experience it. I'm glad that he got that moment. And just like you said, like he looked like the most poised quarterback that the Steelers have had in a long time. He looked like a guy who was a veteran. He looked like a guy who wasn't rattled. It wasn't. It, it was. It was a back a guy with his back up against the wall. But it was a guy who was so calm and so collected and so like the presence there was something that the Pittsburgh Steelers have not seen before. They haven't seen it in Mitch. They haven't seen it in Kenny. It's it, it hasn't been here since Ben left. And that was a quarterback who is confident in what he's able to do, who is quick with his decisions, who fully understands what's going on and where people will be and what he needs to do as a quarterback. He just looked like a veteran. Like it, it was crazy. It looked like a guy who fully understood how to play quarterback and was not rattled by the moment at all. And then you say, just like you said, the the mobility. I mean, you, you're in the red zone at that one drive, and Mason looks one way, nothing. Looks another way, nothing. Tucks it, jukes a guy out, and dives for the front for the first down while getting clobbered by like three guys. That's. Like that's a veteran play right there. That is, I'm not going to compare him to Big Ben, but the Steelers haven't seen that since Big Ben, and that's something that they that they desperately needed. And you can't go back. I think that's the biggest thing right now is you you can't change quarterbacks. If you're the Pittsburgh Steelers, you're fighting with with every ounce you have left to try and climb your way back into the postseason. Even if Kenny is your future, Mason is right now. He is your guy until he gets benched and. I think there's going to be people who are going to say, well, you know, you can't play, you can't play Russian roulette until, until the gun goes off. You can't sit here and say, oh, well, you know, we'll ride Mason until Mason screws up. And then you got to toss Kenny back in there mid game. You're going to screw with Kenny's confidence. I've heard all of them already. I, I don't, I don't think I agree with any of that. I think you ride with Mason because Mason looked, if Kenny looked great before he got hurt, there's an argument, but there's not an argument because Kenny was, we were talking about Kenny getting benched before he injured his ankle. You know, Mason goes in here and he looks as good as he does. I just don't, I don't even think there's a question. Like I get Mike, Mike Tomlin said, yeah, we'll, we'll wait and see. I think everybody's already decided Mason's the guy until it's no longer Mason's job. Yeah. And I just, I kind of don't know what the argument for Kenny would be. I'm going to get it. He was a starter. I get it. Like, but he's played the same Bengals team. I I guess no DJ reader that definitely changed things, but like, yeah, and he looked I mean, good against the Bengals, but it, it doesn't. He hasn't. Nobody's looked this good. Nobody has looked as good as Mason Rudolph. Yeah, n- nobody's had this kind of connection with George Pickens, who's obviously your best player. Um, yes. I mean, like Kenny hasn't shown that kind of pocket presence. I mean, it's just, I don't know. I, I just, I, I, I think Kenny, like, I think you hit it on the head. Like Kenny can still be your future, but Mason's got to be your present right now. Uh, yep. I think you gotta. He he has earned it. Like he literally earned it on the field. You know, he yes. earned the chance to play again next week on the field. And I, I think that's all it comes down to. And I, I I don't think you can read any more into, oh well. Like if you're gonna if 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 Kenny's confidence is gonna get ruined by someone else playing well, I mean that's on Kenny. Quite honestly, like I don't yeah. I don't really worry about that. Like Mason Mason has played his way into a starting job uh, after this game. So I I, I completely agree. Just don't think you can go back i don't think you can look back and and just let mason earn this man like mason has earned this just let him have it like it, it's That's it's not saying. even like uh, it's just not a question in my mind do you think there's a possibility you think there's anything out there where these last three games could put mason in the spot to be like 
in contention, in consideration to be the guy moving forward. You think like, you know, what do you, I, I know that that's a long shot. I know a lot of people are going to say, ah, it's one game, dude, slow it down. Well, you know, we got to talk about it because if Kenny is not a guarantee, if people are not totally sold on Kenny Pickett, you're going to look for other options. You know, do you think Mason balls out these last three games? He's an option. Yeah, he has to be. I mean, look like the results are the results. Like if he, if he puts a similar, like he doesn't even have to play this well to, no. I think, be in consideration for a guy who could come back, not just come back next year, but, you know, even kind of be in that early conversation. Like we can still kind of acknowledge Kenny's the future. They drafted Kenny for a reason. It's only one game for Mason. So you got to take that all into consideration, but like, there'll be room for him, you know, like, I don't think Mitch Trubisky is coming back. I don't think he's no. under roster spot again or anything like that. So uh, I think you can be perfectly comfortable with the idea that Mason can play his way into consideration. You know, obviously one game uh, he's earned right now, maybe one more start, like I've said, but uh, as long as you see more from him, I don't see any reason why you wouldn't bring back a guy who's going to be relatively cheap uh, and a guy who can clearly give you a little bit of juice on offense has a great connection with the rest of the receivers has a command of the offense. Like, yeah, I, I think he absolutely can play his way into, into consideration uh, going into next year. I agree. I, I think like, look around the league, look at the, look at the teams who have done this before. You know what I mean? The San Francisco 49ers are, are the new example that everybody wants to use. And I'm not trying to say Mason Rudolph is Brock Purdy. I'm not even going to, I'm not even coming close to that comparison. What I'm saying is that, you should not hold yourself to a certain player just because, hey, well, we took him in the first round. If Kenny was the first overall pick, cool. Okay, look, this is a totally different conversation. You're sitting there and you're going, look, we, we, you got to give him everything you got because of what you did. No, he was the 20th pick in the draft. Like, you sit around and you just look Kenny Pick and go, yeah, that was a good draft pick, but you know, a lot of guys are busts at, at 20. A lot of guys get replaced at 20. And I'm not saying Kenny's a bust. I'm just saying that, you pick the best quarterback that you have. If Mason Rudolph turns into that best quarterback, awesome. I know some people, I have talked to, you know, some people, and, and I've even talked to people outside of Mark Caboli, who is Mason's biggest fan, who believe that Mason has all the tools and the experience, and he's grown so much since when he first got here that he could be that guy. And, and I brought it up in my, in my walkover before the game. Like, I was going back, and I was looking at rosters, and I was – you know, I was, I was even looking up a little bit of Mason Rudolph highlights uh, the couple days that followed beforehand. And um, what I realized is a couple of things. For one, offensive line kind of coming to the end, near the end, or when Mason Rudolph was, was stepping into place. Two, the last time he was like a full-blown starter for the Pittsburgh Steelers, Deontay Johnson was a rookie, a third-round rookie. Juju Smith-Schuster was his wide receiver one, and he was banged up half the season with a knee injury. And then his wide receiver two was supposed to be Dante Moncrief, who you were not around for the Dante Moncrief era, but there will be people who remember that. That was probably the worst wide receiver performance of all time. I don't remember how many games that guy lasted, but he didn't last a whole season. They signed him to be the number two. He dropped so many passes in like the first six, seven games of the season that they were just like, he's, he's done, dude. He is, he cannot, they didn't even bench him. They just caught him. They said he's, he can't be here anymore. So he had nobody going on. He didn't have a tight end. I, I, I'm almost positive that his tight end for half the season was Nick Vanette, who most people won't even remember who that is. 
James Conner was his running back, but he was banged up most of the season. So it was a combination of Benny Snell and Jalen Samuels. Just, you know, not the not the best group of guys. So if you, you know, you want to test him now, you want to see what he's got some, with some real talent. Who knows? Mason, maybe Mason is is the dude for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And maybe all he needs is to be 28 years old and to finally get a shot with some real guys. Speaking of some real talent, George Pickens goes off against the Cincinnati Bengals. Took him two plays for everybody to shut the hell up about bagging on George Pickens and saying, oh, well, they should probably bench him and he should be punished. Two plays. Took two plays for that conversation to end. And don't get me wrong. I was the biggest George Pickens critic all week long. I stand by everything I said. I think everybody who said things stood by what they said. But sometimes Mike Tomlin wins in the, nah, maybe he made the wrong choice. And this time is a pure example of Tomlin took a risk, didn't really look good as a PR standpoint when it happened, looked fantastic about a minute and a half into the game. Shout out George Pickens. He finishes the game with uh, four receptions, 195 yards, and two touchdowns. Went 86 yards, two plays into their opening drive. I mean, I, I mean, I just want to ask the question: How ridiculous is this guy? How talented is George Pickens? And I mean, I think it's clear as day. Mike Tomlin probably made the right move not to bench him. Yeah, I mean, look, like four receptions for 195 yards. That's that's 48 and point eight yards per reception. <laughs> He's he ate up half the field every time he touched the ball. Like, yes, that is absurd. Um, and he got you know only targeted six times, but caught four of them. Like. He was a one-man wrecking crew, um, just the kind of guy that we had been waiting for, kind of guy that I thought he could be when I, I wrote about him in training camp, and I was asking people, like, this guy looks like a superstar. Do you think that he can be a superstar? And everyone told me yes, unequivocally. Uh, and, <laughs> you know, I thought he could be that, and I was right there with you yeah. thinking, like, I, I was bagging on George Pickens as well. And like you said, I stand by everything I said. I don't think it it changes much, but because no one was ever sent, no one ever said that he was a bad player. Like that yeah, was exactly. never the, that was never the conversation. Uh, and I think George just kind of proved that once he is motivated, once he is able to kind of be who he is, once he does kind of lock in and able and is able to stay focused and stay on his work, he is, he is capable of things like this all the time. Uh, he is capable of being this kind of player all the time. And, you just, I'm, I'm just excited to see kind of what the next, you know, what is the next challenge that he's going to face? When's the next time that he's going to get frustrated? When will things not go his way? Is he going to remember this moment? Is he going to be able to say, yeah, this stuff happens, but I can play through it and I can be great despite it? Because I think that's when, that's when we're going, when we're going to start to see his potential fully get unlocked. And so, uh, I, I, you know, I, I applaud him for for being able to work through that stuff and. You know, I think we're going to look back on this maybe, you know, if he continues kind of on this trajectory, you know, like Mason, he doesn't have to play this well every week to impress you. But if he can kind of keep keep plugging along, uh, you know, kind of be the same guy, then then we're going to like we're going to look back on these moments that we've had this season where we've been critical of George and we're going to be like those were a bump in the road. You know, like yep. he really had to go through those to learn who he was and, and what he needs to do to be a professional and and we're going to forget about it all real soon if he continues to do things like this. So I think, I think I walk away just more excited than anything else about, about what George Pickens can be. Yeah. I said it, I want to say Friday in my to go. Uh, I said, you know, the to go was about, Hey, I think, 
I think Mike Tomlin's taking a giant risk here. I think this could come back to bite him in the butt. I think this could look absolutely terrible for him to blatantly admit George Pickens is very much so a work in progress, that he does have maturity issues, that they are meeting to kind of correct it and improve his professionalism and to just say, hey, look, he's so talented. You got to put him out there. Could come back to bite you in the ass. That being said, somebody tweeted out, I believe it was Will Graves of the AP, tweeted out a quote from Marquise Pouncey during the game, and it was, Mike Tomlin treats everybody the same, doesn't handle everybody the same. And what he meant by that is, back in the day, it was a okay or an average player wasn't getting away with what Antonio Brown was getting away with. And I think now it means an okay or an average player isn't getting away with what George Pickens is going to get a get, get away with. And I don't think that that can get out of hand. And I think it could very much so cross a line and get out of hand, depending on how quickly everything escalates. But at the same time, sometimes you got to look at a guy and say, you are so damn talented that, we have to work through the issues and I got to take a shot that I will be able to work through those issues without disciplining you. And I mean, if it works just like it worked in this one, you look like a genius and you look like Mike Tomlin. You look like a future hall of fame coach who could do things that most coaches cannot do. And it, and it works out. Sometimes it's not gonna, and I am still a little bit worried. You know, George Pickens comes out after the press conference or or after the, the crazy game he brings up that he kept receipts. Uh, he doesn't really apologize. He just kind of says, I know that I ticked some people off. Um, you know, I, I, I wouldn't say it was the, it was the most, the worst press conference. I think it was, I think he handled it very well and answered questions very well and, and wanted to move on. But at the same time, you know, kind of had some digs in there that to a degree were you. And, and again, I, I think for right now, it's all in the past. I would like it to go away. I think the Steelers would like it to go away. And I think George Pickens would like it to go away. And I think you have to give him the benefit of the doubt here. That week has come and gone. It is what it is. And if Mike Tomlin could keep this on a clear course, I mean, the he looks like a genius at the end of it. That's all I got to say. Yeah, look, this is, this is the NFL. This isn't like elementary school. You know, like as yes. much as they want to talk about how they're invested in personal development and professional development. And I believe they are to a certain extent. Uh, as long as he's playing well, you can live with a lot of stuff. Um, and I think one of the things you can live with is George keeping a kind of chip on his shoulder. Uh, yeah. I think that was one of the big things. Like a lot of stuff has gone right for George in his life. He's been a really talented guy. He's been arguably the most talented guy in the field, just about everywhere that he's played football before. Um, and so I think, kind of putting a chip on his shoulder maybe helped him a little bit, you know, maybe convincing yeah. him that, that people didn't believe in him that thought that he was going to fail. Like I, I genuinely believe that kind of helped him a little bit. So I think that's part of why they're not exactly checking every word he says. I think that's why they maybe don't mind when he says, you know, I've, I've kept receipts uh, when he feels like he still is being slighted by certain people and then uh, goes out and does something that like that, like he did today. Um, like it's, I don't think anyone needs him to be an angel, be a perfect person. You just, there are levels to it. And like Antonio Brown, like you can, you can put up with a lot when a guy is, is dominating in the way that, that George did. So, you know, it's, 
it, there's a fine line and, and it's it's really kind of all about where the team stands and where Mike Tomlin stands with who George Pickens is and how much uh, how much kind of of this these personal issues like how much does it take before it spills over into the play you know yes and that's a that was I think the issue with the blocking thing it wasn't that George was frustrated it was that he was letting those frustrations affect what he was doing on the field yep he might have felt he might have still been pissed off today. Like he definitely was, but what do I mean might have? He was definitely still pissed off today, but he used it as <laughs> yes. fuel. He used it productively. He channeled it productively instead of letting it kind of detract from his play. And I think that was the big difference. And I think that's the sweet spot with George is you let him be pissed off a little bit. You let him have a chip on his shoulder. And as long as it's not taking away from his game, as long as it's adding to it, you obviously can live with that. Agreed. hundred percent agreed. On the other side of the positive news is some very negative news for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Landon Roberts goes down with a pectoral injury. He's the third starting, last starting linebacker for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Doesn't look good. His season's probably over. How massive, I, I mean, we've gone through this three times. This is the worst one, I believe, because you're out of options. How massive of a loss is this? And, and did you see enough out of Miles Jack, I would say? Uh, Michael Walker gives up a huge touchdown to T. Higgins. And, you know, I watched that play like four or five times, like right in a row. I just had all the televisions right there, and it was just boom, 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 boom. And every time my thought went, wow, that was a terrible play call to, oh, that was a not a terrible play call, pretty understandable play call. Oh, Michael Walker was supposed to cover. Oh, no. Michael Walker ran to the wrong spot, decided he was going to go where a cornerback was, and then go back to where he was supposed to cover, which is where T. Higgins was, and then eventually scored a touchdown. How much confidence do you have in him and probably Miles Jack starting the rest of the season? How massive of a loss is this for the Pittsburgh Steelers? Well, I thought Miles Jack was not bad. Like I thought no, he played I a, a pretty solid game, which I think softens the blow, but only a little bit. Because I mean, for a while there, you were thinking, okay, Miles Jack is back. Miles Jack can can do some yes. things, and Alandon Roberts is is still there. Like as long Alandon Roberts is like he was the glue holding this thing together by a thread, and uh, I don't know if it'll fall apart. I mean, I think Miles Jack, because of his experience, especially with this team, and clearly still has some legs on him. You know, he, he didn't look like there was a ton of rust. Uh, you know, I, I think he can maybe ser serve the same role, but man, like you lose a Landon Roberts who had obviously been playing really well. And then obviously holding everything together. Like, I don't know. It's, it's again, a crushing loss. Like you said, the worst one that they've had to face among the litany of injuries that they've had at inside linebacker. Uh, yep. And it's just, it's just crushing. Cause I think, like they, like Miles Jack and Landon Roberts could have been something. Like you could have, you could have really felt really comfortable going in to these last two games of the year, which are going to be like really, really good run, uh, running offenses with with Kenneth Walker, and then obviously everyone that that the Baltimore Ravens have on offense, and just like how they attack you. I, I like it's going to be crucial to have these inside linebackers there, just supporting and supporting in the run defense and and keeping everything kind of in check and just. It's all as far as the physical stuff. Like that's a huge blow because Landon Roberts was a good player, but you just feel like you lose so much in terms of communication uh, and and leadership that you just you can't make up in two weeks. You can't make up with Miles Jack, a guy who just hasn't been there for for what are we in week sixteen? Yeah, yeah. He's been here for fifteen weeks. So I agree. I agree. It's a tough spot to be. It's the toughest spot to be for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I will say that 
if Miles Jack didn't come back, and he, and he said after the game, he was like, look at the groin injury last year, which, you know, I knew what he was playing through. He was playing through a fully torn groin. Like, it probably should have went underwent surgery, probably should have ended his, his season. He decided to push it out because they were pushing for the playoffs. I give him a ton of credit for that one. He struggled, and he admitted that he was struggling at the end of last season, but he said that the groin injury played a pretty significant role. I think he comes back, and like this is a guy that the Steelers looked at as a starter last season. Hopefully, he can fill that role. I feel a lot better with him out there. I still think you you need something. like You need something out of, my, out of Michael Walker or Mark Robinson, who I, who I thought Mark Robinson, I mean, very minimal role, very minimal, minimal, minimal role on defense. Yeah. But he came up with some good tackles. Like there were a couple of times where I was like, dude, look at Mark Robb hitting a hole. Good for him. The development started to be there. I don't know if it continues. Might have just been a good game, but it was it was a positive. Blake Martinez, hopefully something. I don't know. I also liked the Miles Killebrew kind of going down in the box in that three safety set a lot. I think that could be a, a way to work around it, but you got to find a way because this is a this is as big of a blow as it comes. Hopefully, Miles Jack can call the defense. But you literally lost in back to back weeks. You lost Minka Fitzpatrick, who would have been your backup play caller on defense, and Alandon Roberts, who is your starting play caller on defense. And you are now going to rely on Miles Jack, who is technically a practice squad guy, who's probably going to get elevated the next three weeks. I mean, he's probably going to get signed to the 53 man roster after, or if Alandon Roberts goes on IR, but that's a guy that, you know, up until what, four weeks ago was sitting on a couch, driving an airplane, watching some hockey. Like he was not, he was not learning the playbook. It's a very, very tough spot to be. I don't know. I mean, look at, you could say it was a good game and, and I, and I think it was a great game and I'm not trying to downplay the game. Geno Smith in the Seattle Seahawks offense and Lamar Jackson in the Baltimore Ravens offense are going to be a bit more of a challenge than Jake Browning and a beat up Cincinnati Bengals offense. So I just don't, I don't know what my expectations are, but I'm worried. Definitely worried. We'll see what happens there. Um, You know, like I said, more news will come and the Steelers will make some decisions on all that stuff. So we'll probably have more to talk about throughout the week. That being said, it's Monday. We skipped this last week because at that point we were dead. The Steelers season was over. There's nothing worth talking about. I wouldn't ask this question to anybody at all because I know the answer would just hurt to come out, but they're back. Playoff odds increased to a solid, I think it was 11% after that game, which is way better than the 3% they were looking at heading into it. They got two more games. They traveled to Seattle. Then they travel to Baltimore. They could face a Baltimore Ravens team that has nothing worth playing for at that, at that time. So maybe they get some backups. Great game against Cincinnati. The best game of the season, hands down. Where do you stand with the Pittsburgh Steelers right now? Do you think they have any shot to put themselves in contention for the playoffs? Obviously, you cannot control what other teams are going to do. They need some help. That would take forever to dive into. They have to win out. That's... That's step one. How much faith you got in these guys to pull it together and and get 10 wins on the season? Like, you think about it, they win these last two games, they get 10 wins on the season. Yeah, I mean, obviously I have a lot more confidence in them now than I did, you know, about, you know, before this game started. Um, yes. But I, I don't know. I, I feel like anything can happen with this team, you know? Um, and 
I just feel like they had I call it Christmas magic, call it, you know, Mason Rudolph stepping in and saving the day. Maybe George Pickens can't be this motivated all the time. Like who knows? You're not going to face this beat up of a team every week, but I don't know. I feel like I walk away with confidence. Like I feel, I, I, I don't know. I, Call it a victim. Call me being a victim of the moment, but I feel like they kind of have something with Mason right now. I feel like they at yes. least have some lightning in a bottle with him. There's a connection with George Pickens. There's an understanding of the offense. There's there's a chemistry there with everyone that just that just works. The offensive line was also clicking today in a way that went. They look good. I think yeah, that went underrated. Um, and so I don't. I I think that it's absolutely within their control to to win out. I don't think that Seattle team is wildly impressive i think they're just as inconsistent as the steelers team um just kind of in the same realm of talented but a lot of holes and and just inconsistent and then like you said like the ravens who knows what they're playing for at all you know in in week week 18 um i kind of suspect that this is a team who is really taking care of business all year long i expect them to continue to do that uh to the point where they don't have to kind of sweat out that last week of the year and they can they can lock up that one seed in the AFC before the Steelers get to get to Baltimore uh, in Week 18 at the end uh, at the beginning of January. So I'm I'm pretty encouraged. I actually really think that there's a strong chance that they will win out. I I'm gonna go from completely complete defeatist to optimist in one week, but I just I'm riding the high right now, and I think that they have a great chance of, of finishing this season strong and getting Mike Tomlin another winning season and and giving themselves the best shot possible to to clinch that playoff spot. I uh, I think I agree. And it is it's a tough place to be. And I won't lie to you. I think, you know, next week we could be looking at this and saying it's all over. But Mason is the reason that I feel confident in this. And that is just because I don't think Cincinnati's defense was the best defense in the world. I don't think that. They're anywhere near the challenge that the Baltimore defense is. I mean, they're not anywhere near the challenge that the Baltimore defense is, but I don't really know if Seattle's defense is, you know, as matched up as every other defense that they've faced this season. I just think Mason looked like a vet. I think Mason looked comfortable enough that you give a team a shot on a week to week basis. And if he can continue to play like that, I don't see why you can't win football games. The Steelers are a talented group. They have a lot of injuries, but they're very talented. The thing is, is that they just haven't put it on the field. And there's been a lot of pieces that haven't put it on the field. But when one piece clicks, and they've seen this throughout the season, when one piece clicks, it it just sets off every other piece. If the run game's going, the passing game is going a little bit. If the passing game's going, the run game's going a little bit. If the offense is clicking, the defense is clicking. Like, that's just, it, it just, it's a domino effect. It's one feeds off of the other and when nobody's feeding off of anybody, everybody stinks. And we've seen that a number of times. We haven't seen it more than maybe two or three where the offense is clicking and the defense and everybody else around it goes, all right, well, let's do this. Let's just have a good time and let's see if we can win a ball game. I think that's what Mason Rudolph brought to this team this week. Again, I don't know if it, if it happens again, but if you ask me today, yeah, I don't understand. I don't, I don't know why you would say the Steelers couldn't ride this high and give themselves an opportunity to get into the dance. And they had two, three really bad games, three really defeated moments. But and as cliche as this sounds, and we were actually joking about it before the game, this is a moment where if you're going to pick any coach in the NFL, Mike Tomlin comes in 
pretty clutch in these types of moments. And I'm not saying that's the reason that they're going to win. I'm just saying that he's got something about him that tells you, hey, look, at you're going to get real fired up for these last two games. And I don't know, I it, like it could be it could be a dog fight. Like you could win a game ten to you could win these last two games ten to seven, and we could be looking at these these guys and saying, oh, they're going to get smoked in the first round of the playoffs. But there's something about a moment like this where you just kind of say, yeah, Mike Tomlin gives you like a little bit of something where you know you could do enough. And I think that's all you need to do right now is enough. I think the Steelers got the spark that they needed. Can they ride it? Who knows? But I am certainly not dead on this team, and I was very very dead on it three, four days ago, like super beyond the yeah. season's over, shut it all down dead. And here we are. Things are looking good. So we'll see what happens. With that said, we're heading out of here. Thank you guys so much for jumping on to another episode of all Steelers talk. Make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube, youtube.com slash all Steelers talk checks out anywhere you get your podcast and find all of our work at all Steelers.com and our pick coverage at inside the Panthers.com. I hope everybody Has a very Merry Christmas and a Happy Holiday. We will see you on Wednesday. Peace.